press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to take spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, Ooh drama. drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life. I'm Connor McDowell. And I am Dylan McDowell. And here we are together again. As in, always. In person. It seems like this happens once a month. But I know. It's, the excitement of it is sort of wearing away. I know. I know. It's like, here we go. Here we go. But, you know, we are recording on a very important day that will be noted in history books. Okay. I know, I know where you're going with this. The day that Jen Shaw went to prison. Right. Right, she right. is officially locked up raw in a facility somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in Texas. Right. Wait, isn't she going to be in the same prison as, okay, the dropout? Wait, what's her name? Elizabeth. Oh, Elizabeth Holmes? Elizabeth Holmes. Is I don't know. She's in, okay, wait, she's definitely going to be in the same facility as someone high profile. Okay. That's, yeah. That's interesting. But yeah, I know. It's funny. I was looking at her Insta stories today. I don't follow Jen, but. I wonder what will happen to her social media while she's away. I just realized. But hmm. she's like resharing posts that are like excited for this next chapter. Oh, dear. <laughs> what on earth? No, no. Uh, she will do the full time though, right? You think she's... I think so. Because weren't when it came out, like how much time she was getting, didn't they say it was already seemingly a shorter sentence than people expected? Yes, yes that sounds right. Is Stuart going to do time? I think so, but okay. I don't know if his trial happened yet. For those who don't know what's going on, one of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City did some bad things. She did. She's and, a bad girl. Yeah, and she's going away for like I think five and a half years. I think it's six and a half. Okay, or maybe seven and a half. Yeah, it's crazy that this was such a huge deal to me when it happened, and now I can't remember how much time it was. Yeah, I remember on my little phone calculator, literally doing the math of how many months. Oh yeah, because but no, 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 I know so she's going away. Well, I, I also heard that they're starting filming season four of the show today. Oh, well, that's perfect. Oh, my God. They're so classic. I'm sure they'll just get, like, the girls' reactions on Jen going away. But mm. there's a staffing issue in Salt Lake. Definitely, definitely. But um, before, Jen. I did hear that Mary M. Cosby might be returning in a limited role this upcoming season. But Blessed be the fruit. I know. Which we need. I think we needed that. Missed it last season. She's dynamite. Listen, the show does have incredible women. We're here with an incredible woman today. We are. An icon. A gay icon. Mm-hmm, which is, we said. I was talking to her about it before. If you don't know her, you do. Because her voice has been featured on so many cast albums. She's absolutely incredible. I'm going to read a little bit about her. And then we're going to welcome her. Yeah, we're going to teach the children if they don't already know. Okay. Our guest today is that girl. Surely she's blown your mind with her powerhouse vocals, whip-smart charm, and gorgeous prowess throughout her incredible career so far. She has starred on Broadway and on the town as Hilde, as well as appeared in American Idiot, On a Clear Day You Can See Forever, Bring It On the Musical, and Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. She was nominated for a Lucille Lortel Award for Best Featured Actress in a Musical for Smokey Joe's Cafe, which that's where we go back and know each other. She <laughs> slayed in Scotland, PA, Hood, Beaches, as C.C. Bloom, Trust, Pump Boys and Dinettes, Make Me a Song, Silence the Musical, and Mr. Saturday Night, as well as starred as Ruth Sherwood in Wonderful Town with the London Symphony Orchestra, which was recorded and is available now on iTunes. Ding! TV viewers <laughs> may recognize our fabulous guests from Law & Order SVU, Nurse Jackie, Royal Pains, The Climb, Netflix's Bonding, which we loved, and so much more. She also brought her latest solo show, Alicia Umfress and Things dot, 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 Like This, to Joe's Pub in October and continues to slay. Period. Please welcome to drama, Alicia Umfress. Hi, guys. Hi, hi, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome. We're so excited to have you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Where do we find you today on this fine Friday? Are you well? I'm Welsh. I'm Welsh. Wellish. <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm well. I am well. I'm actually sitting on my couch. My dog is licking my hand. Oh, cute. Um, she's very sweet and cute. My husband is a little sick, so he actually went to the doctor and he has a little bit of a, a chest infection thing. And so he's a little contagious. So he's staying out of the way until this is over and then get the heck out of Dodge and I'm staying with my best friend for the next two nights. So. Oh my gosh. The best friend Connor that you mentioned off the record earlier. No, Connor's actually in LA directing and choreographing a new musical called Misstep. Oh, fun. 
Yeah, it's a trans musical about aerobics. <laughs> I'm in. You heard it here first. Yeah, it looks so fun. I think it's coming to the city maybe next year, next season, okay. somewhere. Um, Yeah, he, of course, is the choreographer of Beetlejuice on Broadway. He's wonderfully talented. um, But no, I'm not staying with Connor. Okay. Is the best friend Jay Johnson? I'm just trying to get to the bottom of who this person (laughs) is. Oh, my God. I do have a lot of best friends, I will say. But um, this is my bestie, bestie, bestie. You know, this is Ryder Doyle, creator, uh, showrunner, director of Bonding. uh, Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. He's so hot. He is so hot. Oh, my God. (laughs) He has a little tendonitis right now. So we actually spent the whole day on Wednesday getting taking in some culture. We saw Kimberly Akimbo. We went to the ballet. He was sort of wearing socks and sandals, which he was very um, embarrassed about, but he made it work. You really Oh, that's okay. We, I am on the advertising team at Kimberly Akimbo. And so I've seen it a couple of times. The last time I saw it, I sobbed from start to finish. Yeah. It's so, especially the end, it really like, it's, it's such a strong, strong ending. It's so touching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's so beautiful. Oh my god. I love that you had a little culture day. That's so fun. Yeah, culture all day. Did not did not go home. You said you went to the ballet in the evening? Yeah, my friend Megan Fairchild, we did on the town together, was starring in the opening night of Sleeping Beauty as Aurora, and she is so magnificent. It's crazy. I said this, you know, I made a post about it, but it's just like sometimes I watch her and I'm like, I can't believe I know you. And I can't believe <laughs> I'm friends with you. Also, not to blow up her spot, but I think it's on the internet, so it doesn't matter. But like, she is up, up there playing a 16 year old. And I was in the front row. We had front row seats, which she arranged for us, which was so kind. Ugh, so it. I can see like close up and I know how old she is. She is oh, nearly 40 and she has three children under five, three little girls, twins. Oh. And she is up there dancing like a 25 year old pristine perfection. It's just like, I'm like, literally, who are you? I hate you. And she's getting <laughs> MBA right now too, with three kids under like, I don't superstar like Sarah Jessica Parker movie. I don't know how she does it, but I really <laughs> don't. <laughs> That's um, incredible too, because don't, isn't there sort of a shelf life to ballet? Like you can't really do it because your body starts to sort of break down. Totally. And I had, I kind of asked her that because I know that she was like, I'm going getting my MBA because, you know, transitioning out or whatever. And she was like, had said that she was, you know, nearing like maybe retiring soon ish. And she's like, I feel so good. My dancing is great. I'm strong. Like, she's like, I'm, I'm going to stay for like a few more seasons or like, and you know, until I don't want to do this anymore, but she's not, she doesn't have any plans to retire anytime soon. Oh, how cool. she She looked incredible it was crazy playing 16 that's incredible oh my god how fun well it seems like all is well and that you're doing great right now connor and i are just like so happy to see you and know that you're thriving you mentioned bonding earlier and it is such an amazing series that i wish we had more of i know me three netflix (laughs) wtf i'll never understand it it's so weird because it did the second season did better than the first and netflix you know they canceled it and I don't really know why. Like it was the weirdest thing when it, when season two came out, because, you know, obviously my Netflix account doesn't know that I'm on the show. (laughs) However, I watched the show on my Netflix account. And you would think that if the algorithms were like, you watch this whole first season, surely on the day it drops, we're going to show you season two is out. It wasn't my recommended because you watched it. And just as an experiment, I was like, I'm not going to just search for it in the search bar. I'm just going to like go through and see if it recommends it. Like on the day it dropped, it's like premiering. It took me 10 to 15 minutes to find no, it. That's not right. And I was just like, Netflix, what are you doing? It's like they buried it already before. I don't know. I'll never understand. That's whack. Things. They do that yeah. with some of their things. Like I remember the that other Josh Harmon, like his post, not Josh Harmon. Oh my God, that's the playwright. Josh, the one who did Gossip Girl and oh, uh, Josh Saffron. Josh, Josh Josh yeah. <laughs> But um, he had that show that was called Soundtrack that came out. Oh, my God. That my friend Megan Ferguson is on. Okay. And her episode is one of the best pieces of TV. Like, if you haven't seen the episode, it's like episode seven or something. Incredible. Need to watch it. It was buried, though. And it was like another one of these sort of maybe artsy type shows that isn't necessarily going to be, you know, the garbage that Netflix does promote. It's um, whack. It doesn't make any sense to me. I just never understand the thought process. It's like, if you spent the money to make this series, then why, why wouldn't you at least give it a fighting chance? Like, why are you burying it before? I'll just never understand it. But it was so good. And season three was going to be, I think, set in London. Oh my God, don't even tell me that. 
I know. I was so excited. And, you know, that, that, that showbiz. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. devastating. We were just in London for like a week and a half and it was the best time of my entire life. I literally want to move best there. Oh. Me too. Have you ever worked in London? Yeah, yeah. She did the, she just did Wonderful Town. That was a couple years ago now, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, oh. I've done symphony work out there, but I was just there in December too. Me and my girlfriend went and we just had, just as like, uh, we were slobs. We just like slept <laughs> every day till 1130. All we did was eat and drink and no culture. Didn't sleep, <laughs> we just shopped and ate and drank and we're fabulous. Did you do afternoon tea? We did do an afternoon tea with other friends that were visiting at Sketch, oh, which fine. was no, it was lovely. It was a little touristy, but it was cool. That was recommended to us. Everyone was like, it's super Instagrammable. And I was like, well, I don't know if I necessarily need that. You know, wait, yeah. we actually went to afternoon tea and Dylan's phone was dead. So he left it at the front desk and it was charging the whole time. And so he was phoneless for like an hour while we did tea. And I was like, this is braver than fighting in the army. This is it real. Was you're in London at so tea and so your phone is away from you. Like this is a moment. I love you taking like, you know, cute pics of like the scones. All those profiterals. I know. Oh my God. We were so minutes. stuffed and delirious afterwards though. It was insane. It was Where did so you get, which one did you go to? The They're Ch- all good. The Chelsea or the Ivy and Chelsea garden. Something like oh that. yeah yeah fabulous so, so oh, wonderful man. i know that i know the one it was kind of down the street from like i think it was by harrod's like it was a little bit further down yeah kind of by carnaby street right? yes. yeah oh you're you're a london gal oh i know london very well i go often i love that <laughs> i know we want to make it like part of our like regular you know we just like doing things just as twins every now and then you know like I feel like so often when people travel, it's for a specific reason, a wedding or a reunion or something. And this was just for fun. And so it's like sort of like what you did in December. Amazing. But you didn't see any shows. I mean, you. you, Well, that's not totally true. Just usually when I go to London, because I was in London in April, too. And for the Olivier's, because my husband was covering it um, uh, for his job. And then I saw like four shows like packed in, Mm -hmm. but I would say it was the first time I've been to London and not tried to pack in as many shows as possible. I did see the ABBA hologram show. Oh yes. The voyage. Yes. The voyage. And we did see the Panto at the Palladium, which if you've never seen a Panto guys, it is, I think firing on all cylinders for me. Yeah. I loved every minute of it. It's so, I guess, but first and foremost, the thing I love about the Panto, at least the one at the Palladium, which is like the big expensive, like lots of money on stage is that it's for children, right? It's like a children's show. Um, Jack and the Beanstalk was the theme this year, but it is so packed full with dick bottom jokes, mm-hmm. like <laughs> like UTI jokes, like it is, and it all goes over the kids' heads, but it's so oh, yeah. all for adults and like all of the British culture references, which is like literally 85% I didn't even get. Like I'm yeah. like, ha Gemma Collins, ha, who's that? Right, like, you right. get what they're sort of doing and it's a fascinating and so entertaining. We had the exact same experience. We didn't see that one, but we saw a different panto when we were there yeah. and we felt the same way. We were like, this is for everyone and there's nothing like this in the States, really. You see the I Mother mean- Goose with Ian McKellen? Yes. How yes. I, I almost went. There was like a Sunday night where I could have gone and there was like a few tickets left. It was right by our hotel. And I was like, oh God. And I didn't. But how was it? Oh, it was everything. Incredible. It was exactly the experience you just described. Yeah. It was hysterical. Yeah. And there were some Lord of the Rings references. Sure. And it was, you know, it was perfect. He was unreal. Yeah. I mean, just to see the legend. Who were there any like celebs? I know that the UK loves their like C and D list celebs and things. I think yeah. this was full of that. Well, like the Palladium okay. has their like they have their sort of set people that do it every year. And then okay. they have certain people that they rotate. But Don French was the headliner. Okay. And Julian Clary is like always sort of the mainstay. He's like the fabulous drag queen who wears like the insane outfits. And he's oh, like, I've seen the whole show just dragging everyone for filth. Like, <laughs> that's so, amazing. He just drags everyone and it's so hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. It's it's crazy. We don't have anything comparable here. It's kind of like Commedia dell'arte meets vaudeville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meets musical theater. Me. It's like I don't know. Beach blanket Babylon. Do you know what that is? I grew up in no. It was a, the longest running show in San Francisco for years and years and years, and it finally closed. I don't know, maybe five six years ago. But it was this kind of like the panto where they come out in like the craziest outfits and it's all pop culture zeitgeist so it changes constantly and it was always about snow white or dorothy it would be like a it was like it was like based in panto it was yeah wait so you you're from the bay area Mm -hmm. and i know that a lot of people sort of discover their their love of the arts and whatnot at that point in their lives but we like to call it the ring of keys moment i think it's a great transition to kind of talk about maybe when you were bitten by the bug, as we like to say, yeah. do you feel like you have a ring of keys moment when it comes to a life in the arts or as a singer or performer? 
Yeah. I mean, I sang from just like the earliest age. I, I watched, you know, Mary Poppins and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and all of those sort of movies. And I retained, I could sing back on pitch at a very young age. My mom says before I could speak, I could sing, but like, yeah. like two, three, and no one in my family's musical. So they were always like, huh, that's interesting. And then when I was five, my mom took me to a children's theater production of Oliver. And I was absolutely like enamored and was just like, oh my God, seeing kids my age, I mean, a little bit older up there. And I was like, oh my God, I, I have to do this. Can we do this? And she was like, yeah, we can sign up for the next one. You can audition. And I was like, great. Is it tomorrow? Like it was day camp. Like mm -hmm. I didn't understand the concept. And <laughs> I auditioned for the next show, which was Annie. And um, though I was called back for Annie and Molly, I did book the coveted role of the pretzel seller. Wow. wow. I know. NYC. It's, really it's hard to see other girls living your dreams, but yeah, you did it. I did you it. That's right out of the gate, which is crazy. I know. Yeah. I'm impressed. Thank well, how old were you though? Six. Like, yeah. So like, to get called back for Annie at six is wild. Well, it's not. That's that person is mentally ill. I mean, like, that's not, <laughs> yeah, that's not, not a thing, but I had a very big voice. Like, I think people yeah. are just like, oh my God, that's so funny and weird because my audition song, not even kidding you guys, when I was six was, y'all be swell, y'all be great. Like just singing, everything's coming up roses, which is- Little legend. <laughs> and the fact that you knew that song at such an age is so hilarious to me. Cause my mom, she's like, I will make you a gay man. So <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. You know, Annie, that song, maybe. In Annie makes me shed a little tear every time I hear it. I have to say it is lovely, and I, I don't know. Maybe depends on who you ask. Because I did do I did do Annie twice more in my career so far. Oh, wow. there's always room <laughs> for Hannigan. Yes, um, I played Pepper um, when I was like maybe ten, and then I finally, when I was at the point where it was getting dicey, maybe had a training bra already. I finally played Annie when I was like 12, but I took puberty early. So it's actually a funny story. So I played Annie and then the following, like the Bay Area awards for the Bay Area were called the Shelley Awards. And I was nominated for a Shelley Award for Annie, but the Shelley Awards weren't for like almost a full calendar year after I had done Annie. So I had fully gone through puberty <laughs> and they reached out to be like, we would love for her to do tomorrow at the award show. And we were like, great. So honored. Thank you. Um, it's just like slightly awkward, but um, my voice coach was the MD and orchestrator for the Shelley Awards. And he was like, I got it. It's going to be fabulous. And he orchestrated this stunning, ballady, beautiful version of Tomorrow where I never said the word tomorrow until the very end. It was like, the sun will come out. The sun will come out. Bet your bottom dollar there'll be sunshine. Like it was like very oh, I love at that. like 13, but I looked like I was 18 <laughs> and I went out there in a gown and everyone was like, wait, I'm so confused. Like this person was Annie. Like it was, <laughs> it was wild. I did not win. Oh, I was gonna I, ask. Yeah, didn't win, but I got a shining moment and I got to sing this sultry. It was my it was sort of like my um debut as okay. an adult. I'm so sorry we didn't put <laughs> Shelly Award nominee in your intro bio. Thank you. Thank you. I know. That is such a fun story. Oh wait, the one thing I meant to say also in your intro is that you said silence the musical. And actually I never did silence. Really? I was cast in the original production that was downtown or whatever. And I booked on a clear day, you can see forever, mm. like a week or like I found out I got it maybe the second day of rehearsal, third day of rehearsal. And it was really tough, but I kind of had to go to them and oh, be yeah. like, guys, it's a Broadway show. I I, I have to drop. What was that going to be? Like Silence of the Lambs. Oh, was is that what it was? It was yeah. Wow. It was, it ran for a while and then it like moved houses. It was like downtown uh, East Village. And okay. then. I think it caught fire. I think it ran for like a while. I remember seeing it and thinking it was very funny. And, um, but yeah. Wow. Oh my God. That's so interesting. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I think there's, I want to say there's a cast up. I don't know. Okay. 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 Cool. But, wow. So on a clear day, you can see forever. I mean, that was, was that your like third Broadway show? It was my second. Okay. And what's so interesting about clear day is that it was so I'd been working on clear day for years before I did American idiot. So I always thought that like that show would be my Broadway debut or come first and American idiot ended up coming first. But what's interesting is that it was the almost identical creative team, save for like 
choreography maybe but like all of the like production creative team uh, sets lighting projections producers director and theater were all the same as America so it was like this alternate universe (laughs) of and I was the only person who did both shows so it was like we were back at the St. James and it was Michael Mayer directing and it was Ira and Tom um producing and like it was, but it w- it was such a polar opposite experience from American Idiot that it was like kind of being in the upside down. It was truly <laughs> the strangest. It was so strange. I mean, it was a it was a great experience. I mean, we only I like to call it uh, on a clear day. You can see for a month and a half. Yes, <laughs> I mean the show is sort of famously troubled. Like it's never really gotten its moment to shine. You know. And you know yeah. what? I'm gonna maybe I'm partial, but like I feel like we were also still ahead of its time. I think if this revival had come out in 2014, 15, 16, I think it would have done, I think it would have done much better. Wow. I really did. What yeah. a bummer that it was such a short run. You know, that always shocks me when a show comes in and then doesn't. Did it get bad reviews or the audience just didn't catch on? It got bad reviews. It okay. got mixed. It got mixed to negative reviews, I would say. But also, but what's funny is that like, it's the one show where when I, you know, do things or whatever, and people are like, oh, Clear Day, I loved that. Like, it's <laughs> always like people are like the shame, like they're in a porno shop, like with a brown paper bag. And they're like, I liked on a Clear Day. Um, <laughs> but I mean, people did like it. People either liked it or they hated it, I guess. But like a lot of people really loved it. And um, the biggest heartbreaker is that we didn't do a cast album, which I think was a mistake because those orca- Larry Yerman's orchestrations were so stunning. And the voices, I mean, Jesse Mueller, Harry Connick, Drew Galing, like you oh. just had, yeah, David Turner was so dear. I mean, that was a bummer. And that was sort of Jesse's introduction into the was her debut because yeah. yeah, I remember listening to an interview with you years and years ago and you had played that role or something in an earlier oh, yeah. workshop or something it was yeah. like a whole drama you know like that went Not drama it was just like a long yes I like did a I had a Shirley MacLaine moment where Anika Anika Noni Rose was playing it at um, New York Stage and Film they did a reading of it and she had a death in the family so I was doing American Idiot at the time and Michael Mayer called me and was like hey we got sent a car for you could you come up to Vassar and perform the role tonight in the show and I was like I Yes. I don't, oh my God. Sure. Why not? So yeah. And they, and you know, because it was the same team, they were like, mm-hmm. don't worry about American idiot. Like you'll still get paid, whatever. So I came up and I did the show that night and it was like a magical, it was like a once in a lifetime um, story. Like I'll always have that in my heart, sure. but I was only ever just like filling in. And then, you know, I auditioned for, I had, I made it down to the end. And I remember famously, coming out of my callback, my final callback and being like, wow, I crushed it. Like, there's no way they can't give that to me. And then there was one last person in the waiting room and it was Jesse Mueller. And I was like, who is this? Cause you know, the, the list of what the callbacks were like, Kate Baldwin, Renee Lee Goldsberry, like the ladies of the thirder. And <laughs> I remember her sitting on the ground, like kind of going over her music. And I was like, huh, who's that? I bet she's in for like Muriel or like one of the other roles or whatever. And then she got it. And I was like, new phone, who dis? But it was also like, she was so extraordinary and she is so extraordinary. And it was impossible to, I covered her obviously, but she was the loveliest, like no ego, ran a little nail salon out of her dressing room. Like <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, just a joy. Like if you're gonna have to cover somebody, I'm glad it was her. Do you know what I mean? Aww. Have you done much, much like understudy work over the years? That was the only time then, and my my sort of theater, New York theater debut was covering the two females. In that, it was an off Broadway review of William Finn music mm-hmm. called "Make Me a Song." It was oh, at, um, okay. New World. Theaters. I was the cover for that. Okay. I have to just ask you about Priscilla because that is like one of those things that I'm so mad that I missed when it happened. What was that experience like? Because that was, that was like Nick Adams. I went to college with who I love. Oh yeah, we love. He's a friend of the pod as well. I I must say he's done the show. Yeah. Uh, Priscilla was a funny one because it's the only time I've replaced in a show Mm. and um, not like started out from the beginning. And so that was a whole new thing. I mean, I funnily enough, like I got the appointment for that when we were, had just opened clear day and you know i got the audition and i sort of said to my agents i was like i'm in a show like i don't need to go in for this and they're like how's it going though like are you sure it's gonna and i was like yeah like we have harry connick jr like we had a million dollar opening night party at the plaza like we're not closing (laughs) and literally that day i went into work and they were like producers want to talk to everybody on stage and they're like we're closing guys. And I was like, Hey, um, is it too late to get the appointment? <laughs> um, so I went in 
for that. And I have told this story before, but not a lot, but that I went to like a boot camp all day for, you know, we had to harmonize and we had to dance and we had to read and sing. And it was like one of those all day events mm-hmm. at Chelsea. And at the end of the day, they whittled it down to like three of us, I think. And we were told to go to the Palace Theater to try on costumes. Oh, wow. And truly, it was old school, like truly old school. And what's crazy is that, and I have said this before, I maintain that I should not have booked that job. I I wasn't the most right for that job. And I think that there was another girl who got called over there that should have booked it and ended up doing it on the tour. Mm. But it's easier to take in costumes than it is to let out costumes. And I was smaller than the current person. Kayla Settle was leaving. So oh. I remember Kayla. Okay. And it was easier for them to take in the costumes. And I booked it because I fit the goddamn costume. Do you know what I mean? Like, that oh is so God. old school though, you know? It really is. And I was like, not really that right for it. Like when I booked it, everyone was like, oh my God, are you playing one of the divas? And I was like, no. And they were like, oh, who are you? I was like, I'm playing Cheryl, who, you know, she's like a sight gag when you come mm-hmm. out. And they like had costumed me in like skinny jeans and a wife beater. And like, yeah, I had like herpes sores and a mullet and like looked pretty <laughs> haggard. But I walked out on stage the first night and like, it's supposed to be like a pin spot and the audience just immediately starts laughing because you're just like, look like, you know, you're supposed to look really rough. Okay. Yeah. No one laughed. Like no one laughed at all. So they're like, (laughs) okay, we're going to put you in a fat suit and we're going to like retool this and like whatever. But wow. And I only did it for four months. I was the last person to join the cast. Okay. Wow. Um, So I also didn't like, I was like, Hey guys, like want to hang out? Are we going out tonight? And everyone was like, no. We've been doing this like, yeah, yeah. But glad you're here. But like, we're, we're good. You know, that's not to say that everyone, everyone was so lovely. It just was such a different experience than what I was used to. And I very much was like, oh, I'm just a cog in a machine. Like, I'm not like trying to reinvent the wheel and like do my hot take on this character. Like no Mm -hmm. one, no one wants that. Whereas you did get to do that though with on the town. I feel you, I feel like to many people that was sort of like, Oh yeah. Who is this? Like, this is unreal. And I mean, that's how I first remember hearing about you and singing. I can cook too, which is just, Oh my God. Like, yeah, you slayed. Thank you. It was so special. I mean, that whole, from Barrington to Broadway to I met my husband doing it. Like it just brought me so many gifts and it was just kind of like a perfect melding of like right place, right time. But like just being right for a part, I think also putting your stamp on it, as you said, like I never watched the movie and I had never seen it. I'd never okay. seen a production of it. I just knew I can cook to, you know, lots of girls sang it in musical theater school. Um, but I, I purposely never watched any version of it. And I think that that really helped just kind of looking at what the text was not to be super cheesy, but like (laughs) do what my impulses were and who I thought she was and not having any sort of picture of what the role is in my head. Interesting. How was your, how did you meet your husband in that journey? Well, he did not do Barrington, but he was cast in the, we did like a reading right before Thanksgiving of 2013. And then we had like the Thanksgiving holiday and like two, like a two week break. And then we did like a three week dance lab. We, I mean, I'm like pointing a finger, um, <laughs> but like they did a dance lab where I was also called to, at the end to do some of the group numbers, but he was cast in the dance lab and, oh, and both of them. And so he waited to ask me out until the last day of the dance lab. And so we went out like after and then started dating. And then it was like seven or eight months because that was like Christmas, right? We ended the dance lab right before Christmas. And then we didn't start rehearsals for Broadway till August of the following okay year so by the time we started rehearsals for broadway we were like practically living together and everyone was like wait you guys are together like <laughs> when did that happen it's a showman's but not really you know what i mean because yeah. we truly start dating outside of the show were you like yeah. into him when he asked you out or are you kind of just like okay cool no i wasn't i was like and famously we were talking about titanic earlier yeah. so he was doing he was doing cinderella with marla mendel mm. and he was on that night for Greg Hildreth as Jean-Michel opposite Marla. And he was like, Hey, Marla, like I'm doing this reading, this workshop with your friend Alicia um, on the town. And she's like, Oh yeah. And he's like, what's she like? Like, is she cool? And she's like, what do you mean? What's she like? And he's like, you're like, I don't know. Like, I think she's cute. Like, is she single? Like whatever. And she was like, Oh yeah, she's awesome. She's like me, but nice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And she was like famous words. And she, 
And she was like, oh yeah, she's the best. Yeah, she's single. And so then I was actually meeting Marla that night after they went on because at the time she was dating Kate McKinnon of SNL fame. And we were going to SNL to see Kate that night. And I was like, oh, there's like three people in Cinderella that are doing the On the Town workshop. Not like, are there any hotties that I could date? Like, Mm -hmm. um, ew, I just said hotties. I literally, (laughs) I never say that. Are there any... Anyway, I didn't say it like that. You're hilarious. Hey, girl, are there any hotties I could date? Like, <laughs> oh my God, ew, how chuggy. Chuggy. Um, <laughs> I do say. Yeah, and that's so, bad. I haven't heard that in a minute. <laughs> oh my God, chugga, chugga, chug, chug. Yeah. And so I was like, are there any cool, are they cool just in general? Like, will I vibe? Will I like them? And she was like, oh yeah, actually one of them was asking about you. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, like to date you. I think he thinks you're like cute or whatever. I was like, oh my God is he cute? Like, what's the deal? She's like, yeah, I mean, he's cute, but like, he's 25 and he does tumbling passes. He's the raccoon. He's super earnest. Like you'll never date this person. And I was like, oh, totally. Yeah. Cause I was into like sarcastic, bearded, tattooed, like hmm. not older, like not. Hey, okay, I'm not- getting horny. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, not like clean cut 25 year old gymnasts. Yeah. Um, and so when I met him, I was always like, oh, this is the kid that likes me. And then she also told him the next day, he's like, oh, how was last night? You hung out with Alicia. She's like, oh yeah, I told her you liked her. And he was like, <laughs> that was the absolute last thing you were supposed to do. So then he had to like recalibrate and sort of like play it cool okay. and then um, ask me out. And I, I mean, this is public knowledge. I tell this to whomever, but um, after our first date, like I had sex with him on the first date. Cause I was like, I'm never going to date this person. Right. So, like let's it was one and done. Yeah. Yeah. And then like a few weeks later, I left to do beaches at the signature mm-hmm. and he like just pursued me and romanced and wooed me. Like I had never, he came Every single Monday on his day off from Cinderella, he took the Chinatown bus to take me out on a date in Virgin, in like in DC. Yeah. Every he came every Monday except for maybe like one or two. And so by the time we opened, I was like, I guess I have a boyfriend. <laughs> and now he's my husband. That's so cute. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I remember seeing the wedding photos from when the two of you got married. Was he in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory at the time? Yes. Or yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my Last God, you guys are such him. a beautiful pair. Yeah, he left the business in a way. He did. Well, left that side of things. He did, yes. Now he produces, but he's much happier. Mm-hmm. I'm happier. Health insurance. Uh, stability. <laughs> a little stability. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's so cute. And he's such a go-getter. Like, he's so like, I know what I want. If he knows what he wants, he goes after it. So it's like, it wasn't. And, and we also waited four years before we got married. So. Okay, okay. How was that production of Beaches? I've never seen the stage version. Listen, I was like, never left the stage. So I didn't have time to have like an outside perspective of it. So I had an absolute blast. I loved Mara Davi was my, you know, it's more based on the novel than the movie. So her name is, her name's Birdie, not Hillary. And she's an aspiring fashion designer, not a lawyer. Like Hmm. it's very, it's different, but um, she was the best. And we had such great chemistry and like, we had a great working relationship and I loved it. I loved, you know, I loved working with Eric Schaefer. I loved the signature. I mean, I had a great time. I think it just kind of, it got mixed reviews and then it went on to go to Chicago. Um, and I was doing on the town at the time. So I couldn't even get out of my contract if I wanted to, but they had offered it to me and then I couldn't. And then Shoshana Bean did it and, um, and Chicago. And then I think they were, they had done a workshop of it in London, trying to like drum up interest for the West end. And I don't know, it just hasn't caught fire. But I thought I had a lot of beautiful music. I think I, if I may, I think that the main issue was that people came wanting it to be the movie and it wasn't the movie. It was the novel and it had an, an entirely new score, except for Wind Beneath My Wings, which they obviously had to put in or people would have rioted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The problem is, is that they kind of apologized for the song instead of like, like it was like a recording studio moment and it was truncated. It was like, I didn't do the whole song. And I think you just felt a collective like sigh of, oh, like when you could truly feel it and hear it every time those, the, the beginning of the song would be like, dun, 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 dun. People would be like, oh, finally. Yeah. And that's not great, you know? And I think it's yeah. not because David Austin's tour wasn't gorgeous and great. It was, it's just that people had an expectation. Yeah, yeah it's totally. No. Yeah. That's so interesting. I appreciate you sharing that insights because I didn't know anything about the Beaches musical yeah. or anything like that. But I selfishly had a wonderful time. 
doing it. You know? yeah, that's <laughs> like, I mean, you were CC Bloom, you're having your bet moment. Yeah. Um, I have to ask just because, you know, it's how I, I met you way many years ago. What was it like being sort of the, the breakout star of Smokey Joe's Cafe? At, I didn't at, say I was the breakout star. I don't know. <laughs> that trouble moment every night, the crowd went nuts. It was a very special, cool arrangement. I mean, that was what was so cool is that Josh really wanted to make, because, you know, listen, the, the original version in the 90s was built on those actors. So mm -hmm. they played to those people's strengths. And there's a reason why the tracks, as it were, are those people's names. But um, Josh really wanted to take that same approach, which was like, we have these group of actors, which like they're similar ish but they do their they have their own skill set so we kind of got to like reassign things and redo things and I was like listen I think trouble could be really I mean that was kind of me and Sonny came up with that together mm -hmm. Sonny Paladino the MD but I was like what if we did like an upright bass like started out and it was like me he's like oh and our bass player is this fabulous woman Yuka Tadano um who I love and I use she was my bass player for Joe's Pub and she's the best oh wow beautiful noise right now but um, she, yeah i saw her on beautiful yeah. noise up there have you seen the show yes oh, and max of course is in yeah. it so it was funny yeah. and sunny i think was actually yeah, he's the conducting that performance yeah so it was oh my god funny. It's the family i know I, we, weirdly seeing beautiful noise was this weird crossroads of like i felt like i was home in a weird way even though i have not seen oh. that project because there were so many people with smoky joe's so many people with on the town, weirdly, there were like Jess Leprado, there were like people from on the town. Oh, yeah. And then also um, Michael Mayer, like American Idiot, too, and Stephen Hoggett. Mm -hmm. So it was like three of my favorite things I've ever done. And it was like yeah. many people from those three projects, like with this piece. And so I was like, oh my God, I love it. Yeah, it was great. I actually really enjoyed the show, too. Yeah, by the way, but I must say. <laughs> totally. And I was like, oh, this, this song, this song, it's like one of those. I'm like, I know Cracklin' Rose. Uh, and then mm -hmm. you get there and you're like, whoa, he wrote that and that and that. Yeah. You said the same thing to me. You're mm. like, you're going to know all the songs yes, when you it's go. Weird. It's but... so weird. Similar experience, though, to Smokey Joe's. Like, you don't realize that Lieber and Stoller wrote all of those tunes because the stars made them famous. You know, it was different. And like you know? so many songs that aren't even in that show. You know, they wrote like, is that all there is? Is that all mm -hmm. there is? Which we actually thought about maybe using that. Like, basically, I remember when I got it, they were like, here's the whole songbook. Are there any songs that aren't currently in Smokey Joe's Cafe that you respond to or you would like. And I pitched a couple. I don't think they ended up, but they added two new songs. It was like, what was that country number? Along Came Joe or something like that. Along yeah. Came Jones. Jones. Yeah. And something else. There were two songs that they added. And then they took some away. They took away shopping for clothes. Like, anyway, the whole point was they wanted to make it ours and new and fresh. And I just was so thankful that we got to like really collaborate and they really listened to us. And I think that's also why that trouble was so special. Oh, right. I'm glad we have it forever too with that video that y'all made. Was it Broadway.com or yeah, something like that? Yeah, I know. That's another one that it could, breaks my heart. We didn't do a cast album. I know. We honestly just should have done, taken it into our own hands and done a Kickstarter, but. Truly. Yeah. It, even if it was like a live performance one, like how they did with like more recently with like six, but there's obviously a history of things like that because the energy of the audience really helped a lot of those numbers too. Yeah. I mean, it was so good. Oh my God. It was so good. Fun times, fun times. You've been in so many things. Is there like anything you got so close to that still breaks your heart a little bit that you didn't get to do that you would be like, I would still do it if they asked me tomorrow? I mean, I don't know how, I. it seemed like I was very close in proximity to the Encores production of Merrily We Roll Along. Oh. The final, they did like a whole mix and match thing at the very end. It was like Lynn and Santino Fontana and like Colin Donald. It was like a lot of... Yeah. People ended up doing it. And it was me and Celia and Leslie Kritzer were the last three, Ooh. which is also crazy. Cause like, honestly, Leslie would have been, Celia was astoundingly perfect and gorgeous, heartbreaking, but like Leslie would have also been amazing, you know, and I never. Was it Gussie? No, for Mary. Oh, Mary. Mary. Oh, Elizabeth oh, Stanley Mary. was Gussie in that. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that was like the most excited. Like I've never really like wanted something so badly, I feel like. And, you know, I think I was the dark horse. I think I was like, mm, we'll see. Cause I was younger and, you know, sure. um, but I, I really, if they, yeah. I mean, that's like a weird thing to be like, if they asked you today, it's like, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, weekend, I we all saw it. It was fabulous. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, what so what would you love to do next? Like, you just did this solo show last fall. You have had this incredible career, you know, on screen and on stage. Like, what's your dream? I mean, right now it's going to be the most basic 
um, two things that like, I feel like an actor my age who's done TV and done multiple Broadway shows will say, but like, I'd love to be back. I'd, I'd love to lead a Broadway show again, or I'd love to be mm-hmm. a series regular on a goddamn TV show. Yes. <laughs> What's, um, what do you watch? Like, what would you, what kind of a show would you want to be on? Oh, I mean, I, Right. I, that's so that's so tough because honestly, right now there's so much and it's like so oversaturated and I get, we have every streaming platform and I can't even keep, thank God for those, like my list, my collection, because oh, yeah. I forget constantly. I'm like, Hmm, what is, is that on Apple TV? Is that on Roku? Is that on Paramount? <laughs> like I truly don't know. HBO, yeah. yeah. It's so hard to keep track, but I mean, recently Fleischman is in trouble was so, so good. I don't know if you saw that, but wow. What a, I haven't. But everyone raves. Talking about Lizzie it. Kaplan is what oh. everyone. Everyone just tweets it. They're like Lizzie Kaplan. Incredible. But Claire Danes <laughs> also was like astounding on it. I mean, love yeah, like a show like I don't know, just a show that's really good. But honestly, I'd love to be on a comedy like Search Party or like um. Oh my god. Like uh, uh, the other two, like Helena is fucking. Oh awesome my god! Yeah. Show and she's so funny and something like that where it would just be so fun yes. to be on it. You know. She is honestly giving like maybe the funniest acting performance on tv right now i mean i crack up i miss her when she's off screen on that show you know i know wait i could totally see you on something like the other two because you're also naturally funny that i feel like there's like room for improv or for like you know inflections and we got to see that on bonding for sure you were literally playing a comedian right or you ran the joint i was i was a comedian who also owned a comedy club Mm -hmm. which is also very weird to like play a comedian i always marvel at like Rachel Brosnahan on uh, Maisel because it's so mm-hmm. hard to like read dialogue but be funny as like because right. it's not stand up it is yeah but it's 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 dialogue it's like it's a weird it's a hard weird thing to have to like yes okay be funny I don't know yeah but it was no, we, we think that with hacks if you did you watch oh, hacks? Well, oh yeah I killed to be on a show like hacks I mean mm-hmm. yeah. yeah will your solo show have any more encore presentations yes funny you should ask we don't have the dates solidified yet but it's looking like same bat time same bat channel next year the same weekend and Amazing. I'm working on, we recorded the whole thing. So we're going to do a live album and I'm going to do a bunch of, I'm going to press a bunch of it on vinyl. So we're going to do a big album release. Oh my God. Oh how my exciting. God. So pencil in the first weekend of October, Nick, 2023. Yeah. All right. We'll be there. Yeah. We'll absolutely But in be the there. meantime, uh, I'm actually doing a show at Joe's Pub on Easter Sunday, non-denominational, no talk of yep. Easter, but um, <laughs> Jeff Blumenkrantz, my longtime collaborator and friend, and we're doing a concert. 7 p.m. Joe's Pub. I think tickets on sale now. They posted them on Valentine's Day, and I was like, that's like going to get lost in the ether. So yeah. I'm giving it a few days, and then I'm going to post about it. But um, Oh, yeah. We'll put a link, too. Oh, yeah. That's oh. so fun. He's he's so talented. Oh, my God. He's doing Hercules right now at Paper Mill. Oh, I haven't heard anything about that yes, yet. I, I think I need... first preview was like last night, so... Okay. Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. And bad Cinderella <laughs> for first preview tonight. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, right. Invited dress was last night, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which we weren't at. <laughs> Someone <laughs> our invites must have gotten lost in the mail. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Alita, you're so much fun. This convo is sadly wrapping up. But before we say goodbye, we do like to end on a dose of drama. Okay. We yes. like to leave our listeners with something to think about as they re-enter the world, maybe something to consume. Or just ponder, Dylan, do you have a dose of drama to kick us off with today? I do. I, I don't know how much of a Bravo person you are, Alicia. Oh, but... I am. I've, no, okay. I'm sorry. I have to brag for one second. I have been a Watch What Happens Live bartender four times. Four what? times. Wait, wait. What were the four different occasions? One was, well, definitely one was on the town, Smokies. Do you remember who was there? Well, one was Tanya Tucker, the country singer, and yes. one of the Real Housewives of Dallas. Okay. okay. That's um, one, the only, that one is the only one I've never watched, Dallas. Yeah. One was like, I think a below deck person. One was Fantasia. Uh, oh my God. Uh, oh yeah. That was major Fantasia. And yeah, I've also like been in the audience a few times. So like, cause I was, I'm obsessed with Erica Jane. I'm sorry. I will defend her. Saw her in Chicago right before the shutdown. I mean, like love her anyway. So well, jealous. I went a couple times also because I have a friend that works there. And so I get those confused too. I know I never was a, a yeah. bartender when she was um, on. I would have okay. died. I went to a taping of Watch What Happens Live and it was 
three cast members from Summer House, which I love oh, yeah. Summer House. So I was I was thrilled. Yeah. But I know later that night, though, they filmed and it was with um, some of the girls from Jersey. So I was kind of sad to miss that. But oh, of course. Yeah. Well, you're mentioning these. Oh, Bravo oh, yeah. So my no, no, you're good. My dose of drama is Vanderpump Rules just came back. I don't know. Are you a Vanderpump person? I at not, all? I, that's the one. And I should because I'm obsessed with Beverly Hills. Um, mm-hmm. and there's some crossover there is but i've never i've never watched no that's one of the ones that i haven't watched and summer house i don't really watch yeah yeah it's interesting now because there's the casts of both of those shows are around the same age as some of the younger housewives mm-hmm. in the same like respective cities like true like crystal on beverly hills is probably around the same age as some of the people on vanderpump at She's this point younger so than, but yeah. i'm very excited that it's back it's actually very good now they you know they fired a couple of the mainstays stassi schroeder and kristen doty two years ago Jax taylor Shana. i know their um, names yeah yeah, Sheena's yeah, she still on. Sheena's still on. And I'm she- thinking about it. And I think that that Sheena or Lala Kent, who's also on the show, could be very good Housewives of Beverly Hills. I agree. I think that if they were to sunset Vanderpump or make it a little bit of a younger cast, they could graduate them. Um, you know, it's like when you're a, a young person who plays Gavroche, you one day play Marius or young Eponine, you go on to play, you know... Eponine proper. Like Leah Michelle as a young cassette, and she went on to do Eponine at the Hollywood Bowl. Wow. Look at, look at God. <laughs> Does it get gayer than that? Pulling from the trenches of my brain just now. Did like, she holy do shit. that? She did. Okay. Very she good. Did. What is your dose of drama? <laughs> well, I had a different one, but Alicia, do you want to go first while I like pair through my. Yeah, I've got a really yeah. good one, and it's so. Ooh. I'm going to also turn the computer around so you can see. Um, but okay. basically, la- I don't know if y'all have watched Traders. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. The US one only, not the UK one. Okay. So I watched the US one. I binged it in like a night and a morning, like woke up, uh-huh. like coffee, and we're finishing this. Obsessed with it. Obsessed with Alan Cummings' mm-hmm. outfits. Like uh, literally all of it. Love it. So then the UK traders just premiered, I guess. And I was like, well, sign me the fuck up. Like, I'm in. We can watch it here, like in the oh, States it's now? Pe- it's on Peacock literally right now. So I started it last night being like, oh, yeah. And there's 12 episodes, not 10, like the US mm-hmm. version. And guess what? I am on the finale right now. And <laughs> guess what? The finale is commercial free, um, where the other ones you have to go through. And I'm like, it's literally on in the background. On us. <laughs> and I'm so obsessed. There's twists in this one. They do some of the same challenges and it's at the same castle, okay. different host, no celebrities, like just okay. regular UK people. But like there are twists and turns that they do that they didn't do in the US version. And I am on pins and needles. And guess what, guys? As soon as we're done with this, I'm going right back and we are about to get the tea, the drama. Oof. And I'm like more invested in this one only because like the person who I is the traitor that I think might win. I hate and I hate Ooh. the way that they've played this. And I have been, uh, literally, I was doing like rowing down in my basement this morning because we have like a little Island of Misfit Toys gym. And I was like <laughs> watching it and I was like, you are a liar! Like screaming. <laughs> I don't, I don't like my dad watching football. Like I don't scream at the TV. Mm-hmm. I was screaming at this person. <laughs> it's so good. It's free. I don't know what it is about the traders. It they is, put a crack in it. It's the dramatic irony, I think, that we know, you know, the other thing other people don't know. It's yeah. There's a woman on the show that was when we were over in London, she was doing all of these like gay bar appearances. Oh, yeah, isn't that because damn? she was so popular on the traders? Who was it? Was it maybe Amanda? Amanda? I mean, I mean, I made that oh, Amanda. Is it Amanda? Uh, yes. Okay, yes, that okay. would that would make sense. Okay, yeah. I think I it was like, Amanda. No spoilers. Yeah. I'm not gonna do okay. I'm not gonna spoil it for y'all, but yeah. Thank Amanda. you. Yeah. Well, now that I know, come in, on. In watching go. the first one and no in watching the US one and no spoilers there. But the way it all turned out was pretty amazing for the winner. Masterful. Masterful. Yeah, I love that winner. That winner is mm-hmm. go yeah. off. I was like, yes, I was happy, but I felt that the US one really leaned heavily on the reality stars and like Ryan Lochte. You really don't need it. And yeah. we don't really need it. And yeah. As, as the UK version will prove, you don't need it. And actually, it's probably better. Okay. Okay. Although I will never complain about Brandy Glanville being on my television. I must <laughs> no, admit. I wanted her on there longer, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she's so just, she, yeah, always, she's always. Such a, she's such a truth teller or, or maybe a liar, but it's good no matter what. My <laughs> dose of drama is, we were talking about, I was going to do a reality TV one, but maybe to switch it up a little bit, yeah. I will talk about season four of the Netflix series, You Came Out. Already, already oh, watched man. it. I had COVID, already I had watched COVID it. last weekend, so I watched it all, baby. Oh my God. I'm you glad. watched it all. I have complicated feelings, Alicia. It's a terrible show. I can't get enough. I know. I know. I, that was the thing. I was watching it actively being like, 
is this bad? Yes. But then the next one would start playing five seconds into the credits and I was in. Like, you know and just I mean? like that. You're like in, injected mm-hmm. into my veins. It, I need more. I watch it every day if it, it was on every joyless. day. It is joyless. It is like a shadow of Sex in the City, which is my favorite show of all time. And just rewatched it. Just my, my, one of my best friends had never seen it. And we oh. started it. We went away for like a weekend and we started it. And sh- just to watch it like a child. It's like taking a child to Disneyland for the first time. Like you mm-hmm. see the reactions <laughs> and just getting the text being like, oh my God, burger. Like, just like, like, <laughs> hello, it's been on the air for 20 years, babe. Welcome. Mm-hmm. But like, I love Sex and the City. And in Just Like That is truly so terrible. And I love it. And if they made 20 seasons, wow. I would watch it every day. And I love it. I know. Well, I, I'm due for a Sex and the City rewatch because my first watch through, I had never lived in New York yet. And so now as a New Yorker, I feel like I will enjoy yeah. and appreciate and understand the logistics a little bit more. I'm going to tell you something of- right here and now. I've probably watched Sex and the City all the way through upwards of 10 times and then answer certain episodes here and there multiple times because right. of whatever TBS, you know, I will say watching it at different points in my life, especially as a woman in New York city, I get something new from it every time I watch it. And I think about something new every time I watch it. And I can't urge you enough to like do a rewatch. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it's it. It's like Sondheim, you know, it comes at you when you need it most and <laughs> different moments that is so fun it's iconic the last person who hadn't seen it Kristen Milioti finally saw it oh my god did she like it she'd never seen it she literally loved it she loved it but she's a late boomer like she'd never seen the Sopranos either and she watched it during quarantine she's guys on it yeah never (laughs) seen it yes she is you're right you're right hadn't seen that's a little legendary it's 100% legendary yeah yeah. yeah, we watched it during the quarantine as well. Yeah. The lockdown, yeah. the proper lockdown it was era. Incredible television. Everyone was right. It's one of the best shows of all time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Con- um, Connor asked me if I felt that a beautiful noise reminded me of the therapy sessions between Dr. Melfi and Tony Soprano oh, because yeah. beautiful noise is essentially a therapy session. Uh-huh. It sure is. And it and it, it evoked it at times. Oh my God. Can you believe that for no spoilers, but like the, that first chair moment at the top of the show, you're like, I didn't know this was a magic show. I know. Oh, I, I still don't know how they did that. I was like, is this ghost the musical? I didn't know there'd be all this magic. Okay. It's winning best musical at the time. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Alicia, you are so much fun. Thank you for doing our, our podcast with us. It means oh my God, my pleasure. And of course, everyone can find you on Instagram and of course has to buy tickets to your upcoming concerts in an Easter and then yes. stay tuned for some more in the fall. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, oh, and I'm on I'm on an episode of Blue Bloods uh coming out on the third. Oh my god. That's so fun. Our our mom loves Blue Bloods. It's appointment Very television. That. Very that. Mm-hmm. I texted my aunt today and she's like, Can't wait for Blue Bloods. She <laughs> lives in Missouri. And I was like, Yep. Yeah, that's to look forward to. And of course, while everyone's following you, they'll have to follow us. We're at the drama podcast. I'm at Dylan McDowell. Connor is at Connor McDowell. Alicia, enjoy the finale to The Traders. Thank you, guys. That means a lot. And we'll let you know when we watch it. Honestly, please. Tech- okay. Yeah, yeah, please. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. And, and Connor, I will see you next time. Drama. Drama.